There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you again for yet another week. Uh, and I can't quite believe it. This is episode number 550. Um, so uh, I'm pleased that I'm going to be celebrating it with uh, a very good friend of mine today, Neil Lawton. Uh, unfortunately, if you've tuned in and you're expecting um, Florence on the show today, uh, then unfortunately, she's I think she's been taken unwell and had to uh, postpone. So um, I'm very grateful to Neil. Neil has stepped in uh, to help me today, and we're going to be talking about harness your energy, grow your business, and uh, hopefully soon we'll have uh, Florence uh, back on the show again in a few weeks' time. Um, so, yeah, so um, I want to say, um, firstly, it's been a great week this week, and I, I want to uh, thank um, Howard Bihar. We had Howard on um because of an event on Monday. Some of you will remember Howard from uh, the interview I did. He used the international uh, president or was of Starbucks and grew it from 300 people to 200,000. Uh, and we had a, a wonderful uh, collective of uh, members of my community who have all been on this radio show as a guest. Uh, and we had Howard Bihar to ourselves. And also with Paul and uh, Magda Gavlik, who are... Not been on the show yet, actually. Um, they're from Poland, um, but he is a nine times platinum award winning uh, composer with two billion downloads on YouTube. Um, so we were honored to have them this week. Uh, and I think um, what that's, that session really did to me, it was really engaging and really energetic and passionate and enthusiastic. Uh, and it gave me a real lift at the beginning of the week. And I hope, therefore, that this show today can do that uh, for you uh, with Neil. I also want to say um, a thank you to Neil Lawson as well, because yesterday he, he invited me down to his uh, beautiful home in the South Downs in uh, near Brighton in England. Uh, and I had the opportunity to meet his fantastic business support group and uh, an opportunity to speak to them uh, yesterday. And I spoke to them about th this topic of energy and growing your business. And it therefore seemed like this morning with the cancellation from Florence, it seemed a great opportunity to ask Neil, who'd uh, seen me do this yesterday and engage me with it, uh, whether he'd like to join me and we could do it all over again and uh, have a conversation uh, between us. Um, so we're going to talk about um, with somebody. So Neil Lawton, he's a he is a master of um, adventurous entrepreneurship. He uh, his background is a fascinating one. He's a former Royal Marine commando, helicopter pilot, a special forces officer, and his work um, today includes not only um, being a a very successful leadership expert and uh, hosting uh, communities like the Business Support uh, Group, but also um, floating developments. He's making um, floating luxury homes, which I think with climate change is a pretty um, smart move. Um, he's also led, uh, I think it's about 70, 80, might correct me on that, expeditions on seven continents across the world. He uh, climbed Mount Everest with his uh, friend Bear Grylls, uh, and... Um, He's about to, actually, his latest uh, venture is that he's going to try and uh, achieve the highest ever, ever mountain biking ascent and descent with a, a group um, in, uh, the, in the Nepal uh, area. And his book, uh, which he was on the show about recently, Adventureholic, was described by Sir Ranulph Fiennes, OBE, as seriously inspirational. So Neil today is going to do uh, some of the interviewing and uh, we'll we'll chat about this uh, this subject but I think I'm in rather rather capable hands today which is very exciting. So a big welcome to Neil Lawton. Hi Chris, great to join you. Thanks for inviting me uh, fairly last minute 
And yeah. um, we were doing this about eight, eight hours ago. I'd have a little bit more energy, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try and sustain it for uh, for an hour. Um, but no, great to uh, to join you today, and uh, thank you very much for coming down to uh, speak to my uh, CEO group um, yesterday. Um, some great feedback, and so I'm sure this conversation will be a great follow up to that. And uh, I look forward to asking you a few questions about this topic. But you're very welcome. So, well, I'm um, I'm going to kind of hand over to you, and I know you're going to you're going to ask me the questions today. So you've, you've yeah, got I, I, it's like kind of role reversal, isn't it? So, um, yeah. why don't you know kick off by asking you, Chris? Why do you think energy is so important today? Well, I think I think if we look at the world right now, then it's very easy to see this rather negative and gloomy narrative and people are feeling that narrative i mean they're seeing it um in the news and you know our very good friend at the moment serving five thousand pizza a day on the border of ukraine and russia tremendous what's going on in gaza um there's what's going on with governments uh there's financial situations and people are really feeling it in the pocket right now and uh, many people are struggling financially uh, and that has an impact on the mood within organizations and therefore, I think right now there is a, a, a tendency which is merging more towards gloom and darkness as opposed to, you know, light. And I think it's really important, I think, to be mindful about how as a leader we are energetically managing how we show up each day. Because um, otherwise we could find ourselves with, with teams of people who are at effect with the world rather than on the front foot. And therefore, I think as a leader, more than ever, it's important to manage our energy and create an environmental space at work, which becomes like an oasis. It becomes a, a safe place um, outside of this gloom and, and helps people realise that it is well worth getting up in the morning that there are exciting things to do that they're contributing to something that is bigger than themselves and uh, that takes a bit of a shift i think in the mindsets of uh, of many leaders and organizations today but those companies who can do that i think there's remarkable potential um and uh, we look at uh, some of those organizations that you know the was called the Magnificent Seven in America, the Nvidia's and the the Apples and the Googles and the Metas and you know quite a lot of those are pretty engaging organisations for people to work in. And I worked for Mars, and that was and you uh, you've, you you think back to that energy what was which what was created. And I imagine you, Neil, you know, having been in involved with the special forces and uh, and when you're leading expeditions, I imagine you can't afford everybody to to fall into a a mood of despair you need no, absolutely not. But, i mean you know it is it's sort of tied tied in a little bit with uh enthusiasm and, and i kind of sometimes link energy and enthusiasm together as a package because if you have both of those things then uh you know there, there is great um positivity and optimism within a group and yes you're right uh i do work and have worked with small teams in military uh, in on expeditions and in business and I'd, I'd quite like to get you to focus down because some of us haven't been in these big corporates so if we look towards the sort of the SME se sector which certainly in the UK forms a massive uh, percentage of, of the businesses that are out there how would you say Chris you discovered the importance of energy and, and being in flow when it comes to uh, you know producing business results for SMEs? Yeah I mean I think uh, what I've realised, and I've, I've done, I've done a lot of SME work as well as big company brand work. Um, but I, what I've what I've seen over, um, I think probably the eighteen years I've had my own business in particular, is that I've realised that my work entails going into companies and helping to develop the leadership team and helping to develop the. The, the 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 teams and the business and the cultures and creating vision etc and, and what i've really kind of distilled over the last year in particular is that actually what happens when those organizations are really 
working well and small businesses working well, the SMEs are working really well, is that there is an energetic culture. And it's not just a, it's not a kind of a rah-rah, you know, um, people fist bumping the air type of culture. It's a real deep and meaningful sense of presence. It's it's a feeling of light. And I think I shared with you, I did share with you yesterday this idea which I really I picked up a few sh- number of shows ago from Lance Secretan, who was a guest, and it was the the notion that inspiration is about lighting a flame inside somebody so they can sustain themselves, and we have to be very careful not to put that flame out. But you know that flame when you see people one by one sort of lighting up and feeling illuminated, versus motivation, which is really building a fire under somebody, which organizations are typically done you know with uh more the command and control type of type of type of structure so i think what i've noticed is that um where where organizations perform through the work that i've been involved in i see um people lighting up i see the energy lifting in many ways i see the price becoming brighter people becoming more engage with each other you know teams working more effortlessly people in the right roles doing the right jobs and when that happens there is the energetic effect of all that starts to result in significant benefits because if your people are happy they then make the customer happy um so it's definitely a energetic shift that happens yeah it's one of the things i really took away from yesterday's session the the, the the concept of um, inspiration v motivation and uh, i'd love the way that you described um mo- you know motivation is 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 a fire that's lit underneath you <laughs> as in you're being pushed into it and I, I you know in my life as a, a public speaker people ask me to uh, to come and motivate their sales force or whatever actually I, it's really difficult to do that because yes like you say you're lighting a fire under them and people don't really like that What's important is is to light a fire within, inspire people, and they will go the mile, the extra mile for you. But um, Chris, yesterday you talked about um, four areas of energy um, that we can use, all of us, uh, to boost us. So can we get into the the nitty gritty and and start with, uh, I think, the first thing that you talked about, and that's physical energy. How do we harness that? Yeah, I mean, I think... You you know this better than me with all your incredible physical pursuits and act, and activities. And uh, I know we're we're going to go to in June. Um, one of the things go Snowden, and I shall I shall walk up Mount Snowden and hike up it, and you'll be carrying a bike up on your shoulder when you when you do that. But uh, what I certainly learned about physical energy, you know, physical energy energy is that enables us to do work. We we obtain energy through the food that physical energy through the food that we eat and, and consume, and we, our bodies are brilliant at at extracting ninety five percent or so of the energy that's in that food stuff, and it's stored within our body, within the all around and within the cells within our body, and that enables us to you know physically act and move. However, if we're physically fit and we we are exercising regularly. Our cardio system becomes fit, and and if you think about those bellows inside your chest, they take up to, to, uh, the the inflation and deflation plus the movement of your heart pumping twenty four seven. That takes up an enormous amount of energy. But if you're fitter, it becomes much more efficient. It means you have more energy to use elsewhere. So I think there is something very important um, about keeping physically fit. And, you know, as we get older as well, we've got to keep ourselves moving uh, and we've got to keep ourselves, our body in trim. And ideally, um, we, you know, we do some weight bearing exercise as well within that to keep ourselves so strong. But what I noticed, uh, you and I, uh, a few years ago, I, I, uh, when did an event called the Kindrocket Great, um, sorry, Artemis Kindrocket um, uh, Quadrathlon, and you were a founder of that event. You know, you you we, we can talk about that. It's it's deemed to be possibly the toughest one day endurance event in Scotland. And what I learned during that year, and that was the year my dad was dying of pancreatic cancer, was I started training for that event in the September prior to it being in July. 
Um, you know, for me, this is a midlife crisis. It wasn't a, um, you know, that midlife feeling um, it's time I did something more kind of um, physical and and had achieved another physical goal again after a few years since I'd done marathons and things. And, and, and but that act of um, exercising and building myself up to be able to do that event. And eventually I was exercising, doing multiple cycles and runs and swims and kayaks a number of times a week. And, and despite my father being so, so wretchedly ill, um, I couldn't help but have a positive attitude and a positive mindset with all that exercise. In fact, my business also, I was doing tons of exercise, but my business actually was doing far better than it had the year before. So um, my performance was improving. How I was showing up in each moment was improving by having that extra physical energy. I mean, you must feel that with when you're training for your your incredible endeavours. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, I remember somebody said once that the uh, summit day on Everest, you burn about 20,000, up to 20,000 calories. Wow. So, of course, that uh, your comment about food being important is actually critical. Yeah. W- without putting the right, um, you know, uh, energy into your stomach that then transfers to e- energy to the rest of the muscles and brain, etc., then your toast. Um, I was I was going to ask you, do you have like a, a weekly... Um, fitness, physical uh, regime. Well, well, interestingly, I, I've been sort of building myself up from a you know, you know, a couple of years ago, I had surgeries and things which impacted me. But I, I basically my my exercise my exercise is walking the dog every morning. So I get up and I and I walk the dog, you know, early, come rain or shine. Um, so that starts me off well. It gets me out into into nature. Uh, it gets me feeling part of something bigger than uh, than just myself. So I always have that as a sort of uh, base level. And then on top of that, I do do some cycling as well. Um, I'm about to build in, and I when the weather's bad, we've got a lot of potholes over here, Neil, don't we? Um, I've started yeah. doing more on, on Zwift online with my bike, actually, because uh, I feel safer. Um, <laughs> I can li- listen to music at home and then... Um, I'm just building in and starting to this weekend to build in uh, more physical um, strength work, actually, because I've been lacking a bit on the on the strength work. I'm starting to feel feel that. So that's going into the plan. Yeah, no, it's good. I think if you if you go days or sometimes weeks without exercising, getting fresh air, walking the dog, whatever it is, you do really uh, feel slightly deflated uh physically mm. and um, you know i think getting getting out even just for a walk or to walk the dog i mean i i do some uh, you know 100 press-ups sit-ups every every day uh, as a as a kickstart and then try and do two three four times as uh, you know decent sort of 40 minute uh, session on a bike or normally outdoors i i, I don't like gyms personally but uh, I, i'd rather walk up or run up a uh, a hill and uh, you know get that uh, rain in the face and the and so forth so i think um yeah you're right physical um physical activity is is really important and providing that energy for you so let's move to i think number 2 was um a mental energy tell us about that yeah so i think mental energy is you know we we our brains actually they're burning energy all, all the time and uh, you burn about as much energy to have a light bulb on permanently inside inside your brain so you know your your brain is utilizing uh, energy to enable you to to think i mean i'm no scientist so if anyone's listening who is they probably know more about this than i do but but i think what we have to do is we have to and we have to focus and we have to be able to do do our work and in business it's very cerebral it's quite tiring i think a lot of people avoid truly deeply thinking actually they go into autopilot because actually it's quite tiring it's quite draining you have to make yourself do that i think things that are important like the kind of nutrition that you eat it, i i realize um there's people eating very fatty diets and but, but i feel better when i eat good healthy natural products than um than processed food for example um the other area and probably an area i maybe i struggle the most with personally is around sleep you know having good sleep patterns and you know having to relax at night i'm i'm somebody my mind's always going so i struggle to i struggle to turn it off sometimes um but but if you can get good your good sort of 7 8 hours sleep a night 
uh, then that's also going to put you mentally in a place to be able to, to be able to focus. Yeah, we actually had somebody in the, the breakout session yesterday um, who struggled really with uh, having how, how I would describe a sort of mental um, calmness. They, they even even at midnight, um, this person was struggling to to have that sort of mental uh, calmness. And uh, you know, is that is that kind of what you're talking about? Is switching yeah. off the, the bad news? Yeah. Uh, you know, news channels or, um, you know, getting turning the lights out so you've got some darkness so you can just rest your brain. Well, well yeah, I mean, I, I do do some meditation when I'm in that, just trying to calm my mind down in that situation. That often helps. And I've got a little routine when I can't sleep that I that I, I go through. Um, however, something like on Monday night, you know, you, you came to my event, the online event with, with Howard and... Uh, uh, and just after it, I was just so excited by it. I was just so uplifted and energized. And I had so much feedback from so many people. And I got a, I filled another of my um, community groups after that event. And people were sending me messages and chats. And it was really invigorating. I was so excited that it was 4.30 before I could calm myself down enough to sleep. Um, so uh, it's not all because I'm worrying about things. It's, uh, it's that I'm... You know, I'm just excited with the joy of sometimes when things go well. And then, yeah, sometimes if things don't, it's playing on your mind a little bit. But um, I struggle then to to calm myself down to uh, get to a place when, I mean, sometimes sleep just seems pointless when there's so many things to do and enjoy. And um, and, I, and, I, and I struggle a little bit with that. But I, have, I get through phases where I sleep really well. And then I go through phases when I when I struggle and I have to practically start to apply some you know some techniques i guess to try and help myself well it may have been the uh, the adrenaline of hosting such a, a wonderful group including one of the founders of starbucks i mean i would have been uh, <laughs> a hyper as well ha having hosted that but um as a guest i i yes i was excited but then you um you brought on the the the, the musicians and played some incredibly soothing and calming and wonderful uh, inspirational music so uh, i went floating off into uh, to my next meeting uh, extremely mentally uh, calm so uh, <laughs> we're on the on the same page there particularly now yesterday uh, you talked to the third energy and that is emotional energy and yeah. um if i'm honest i can't quite remember all of the things that you said so do share with the audience what you mean by emotional energy well we've got a couple of minutes till commercial break so we'll probably have to just you know um talk a little bit about this some more after it but we think about our you know our emotions you know our thoughts and our feelings determine our actions and our results so we've talked about physical energy and we've talked about um, about mental energy but now we're kind of talking about feelings and i suppose we, we started to move into that you know i have emotions after that after that event, it takes energy to hold the space when you when you have people, and there's all this clutter going on. You know, are people going to turn up? You know, is it going to go well? How do I, I had musicians to manage as well as uh, managing Howard and and that incredible audience that we we had on Monday, and you you know the same for you yesterday with your event. Um, so I think we 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 go through emotions of anger we we we're designed to feel we have anger sadness fear hurt guilt uh, happiness joy um and all of these emotions can you know can um either take us upwards or they can they can take us downwards depending upon what's happened you know we have we we go through life basically with a lot of things happening so we might have it might be our you know our homes our everything goes through a period of growth maturity and decline uh whether it's uh whether it's a relationship our health whether it's your car whether it's your your house roof um and uh whether it's um projects at work uh, and what it means is about 50 percent of the time things are going to be out of balance you know, people talk about balance, but stuff happens, you know, um, and those can have an impact on our emotions. And I think one of the most important things when it comes to emotions is to be able to a technique a lot of my clients now use is to be able to reframe things, to be able to, if something really tough happens, to reframe it in a positive rather than a negative. So I'll give you just one example. A client called me up last year and said, Chris, um, I had a situation where 
my house was burning down. And I thought, what would Chris Cooper tell me to do? I was watching my house on fire. And as it was burning down and the roof was on fire, I thought, actually, I've got to reframe this. Well, I never actually liked the liked the um, uh, the carpet, you know. So if we lose that, that's the end of the world. And thank goodness my laptop's not in there, and and my car's not next to the house, so I'm not going to lose that as well. And, and and there's nobody in it, so no one's going to get actually hurt. And you can replace the house, but you can't. Re- so she said, I did all of these things. I just reframed and reframed and reframed. And at the end of it, I'm now living in a hotel, and it's okay. You know, we'll, the house will get fixed, but. But, you know, thank you for teaching me that because other, normally I would have gone into absolute depths of, of despair. Um, well, this week I was talking to Brian Smith of Ugg, last week of Ugg, the founder, and he has this, uh, this fascinating mantra and it includes enthused over apparent defeat. So there's a good example of reframing. You know, you think you've been defeated by something, something has happened, but actually enthuse over it because often you feel a sense of defeat and you will have felt this in your expeditions. I think when you think, gosh, I can't see, almost can't see a way out of this now. But what seems to happen then is you come out of the other end with more clarity and you achieve your results and you you feel even more excited by it, having had that period of darkness just before it. Um, So yeah, emotions. Reframe. Helpful, I think. So I think on that note, we'll go to commercial break. We'll be back with you in a couple of minutes, and then I'll hand over to Neil to uh, we'll talk about the fourth one as well, I think. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out SayItSkillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Neil Lawton, and Neil's sort of turning the table on me. But I want to turn the table back on on you, actually, Neil, because I want to know from an emotional perspective, when you're leading expeditions and you've led them you know across the arctic and antarctic and in in boats and flying vehicles that you had the first flying car and you were flying it across the mediterranean and landing in, in timbuktu i'm not sure you were supposed to land there but you did and uh, you do all these incredible i mean i saw the most scariest things i ever saw before i knew you was uh was with you and Bear trying to get to the highest microlight flight above Everest, and uh, it was just terrifying. I think to uh, to watch that. But how do you deal with emotional energy? You know, how do you deal with it 
personally when you're feeling maybe fear? And how do you deal with it in an expedition when things are going wrong? Yeah, I think you have to have a pragmatic view of the situation. You've got to make um, sometimes rapid and very clear, concise, uh, good decision-making uh, process. And I think for me, uh, you know, with a lot of years of experience doing this stuff, you kind of, uh, it helps uh, to clarify the, the the brain to act in a, a certain way uh, to to the benefit of of your your team. The other thing I say is that um, leadership is uh, a privilege and an honor, and the process of good leadership, making those good decisions, being thinking about the what ifs uh, scenarios, is is all part of being a leader. And when uh, you know things that you can predict do happen you've got a bit of a head start in your head as to what you might or might, uh, options that you might go to. And of course, the beauty of leadership is that you've got, your brain is occupied with those responsibilities and those thoughts and decisions that have to be made. And that for me uh, is the reason why you can look an avalanche, uh, crevasse, um, you know, rock fall full in the face because you're having to deal with those uh, with that situation and trying to get your team out of the problem area. Uh, so hopefully that's a, a bit of an insight into leadership and good decision making um, in order to, you know, be more emotionally intelligent from a, a an energetic and leadership perspective. Yes, yes. Now, I have actually been in an avalanche and exper experienced that. It's, as it's, fortunately, it slid right in front of me rather than um, taking me with it and the the, the noise of it and uh, and the impact of it very easy to be at effect rather than be at cause you know and going to kind of almost like a panic mode not not that I, I find myself doing that but what happens when somebody goes into a a sense of panic in a situation like that how do you how do you manage it i mean we get in business you get people going into a you know i think a meltdown yeah so we had um we had a paddleboarding uh tournament the other day and uh somebody fell off their board um they had a, a life jacket on a you know a life preserver there was no reason for them uh to panic at all um the lake was about uh six foot tall you could probably put your feet down but they, they, they went into a, a a mild you know state of panic and you just i just swam up to them dived in swam up to them put my arm around them reassured them and started to take some action to change the situation so in that case it was just getting that person back onto the uh, flotation device the paddleboard and then you know getting them into shore and that was just pretty simple process it, it gets more difficult when the the situation is genuinely uh really dangerous because you know ultimately you're facing more imminent death and you have to be fairly resilient um to cope with that in full in the face and have the wherewithal to make good decisions to get yourself out of it yeah it's not doesn't always work either you know it, it can be uh, as we all know, uh, not work out, so to speak. Yeah, sounds like compassion's important. To, as you were saying, the first bit you did, you went and gave it some comfort, and then practically thinking about uh, the situation. Well, as a leader, you you know you have to be t thinking about the team and your people the whole time. That is your responsibility, so it's crucially important. Yeah, and you as a leader must have. You know, we talk, we're talking today about energy uh, in all its forms, and we'll go on to the fourth one in a second. But, you know, it, it is the most important thing to be enthusiastic and energetic around your people, because if you're not, um, they will they will follow suit. You know, they, they will they will come down with you. And so if you're in a terrible mood, you're not you know, you're not positive, you're not optimistic, you're not energetic and enthusiastic. They will follow. And yeah. it, that's just human nature. So that's oh, I, just on that point though i mean you, you actually you know we did the little exercise yesterday with our hands but we 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 can we don't have to we don't have to say anything to for people to pick up on our mood do we 
you know you you feel that um energy from someone if it's if it's negative if it's positive uh, and that um that permeates everybody can permeate everything so you know somebody be, can be quiet but they might be seething inside and uh and, and you, you pick it up yeah absolutely now chris yesterday um you were talking about a tricky one for me spiritual energy yeah i i think you know there's a lot of people would describe themselves and certainly in my network as being spiritual rather than religious you know and, and i think that's having a sense that you're part of something bigger that maybe you don't fully understand and maybe there's something also guiding you and kind of supporting you on that journey so you're not completely alone uh, and i kind of for me things like serendipity happens you know sometimes things are so serendipitous and so surprising you meet the right person at the right time you you know you, you you imagine somebody and they a friend and they 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 call you up you know it it there's it's some strange things that happen but what i've got a sense as i've got older is that maybe there is a little bit more going on than i fully understand and, and i find for example just connecting with nature being really great so taking when i take a walk in the in the you know in the woods I feel almost feel the energy of the trees. I feel like I'm part of something bigger than me. You know, I, I sometimes in my mind, if I'm going through a real uh, a worry or a concern, what I do is I imagine myself floating from outer space towards the planet, and I look at the the planet, and it's all lit and up, lit up, and all the countries, and I think then actually, how significant is my problem really? You know, and uh, I will sometimes go for a walk, and I will ask myself. Uh, the answer to a question and it seems to miraculously pop up in my brain um so i just have a feeling that i'm i may be part of something bigger than i understand uh, and actually i think it's Rumi who said you know go through life as though it's rigged in your favor so and when we have a lot of mantras don't we um, um uh, howard um, bihar you know he used to frame all lovely quotes and mantras and and they gave him energy you know there's there's something energetic from from um from words and uh and and they energetically can lift you too so i don't know if that explains to your answer i don't know you know for you i always see, i always see for example i see often the military and, and special services people that i meet being quite spiritual in some ways uh not necessarily my uh experience <laughs> but um i think <laughs> the 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 interesting connection between emotional uh and spiritual is is quite quite strong i think there's a connection between the two but um yeah you, in special forces you don't have much time mm -hmm. to be kneeling down and praying to your god uh it's, it's too much to be doing normally but <laughs> talked um yesterday chris about um you know being energetic uh, starting from within and yourself but actually yesterday you were talking to um, my clients many of whom employ lots of people and i was wondering how you would uh, advise people to engage the energy from and within their teams yeah well i, th I think the first thing you know what you need to do uh, each day i believe is you get yourself into a you know an energetic state where you're on the front foot you need to turn up in a bad mood because it affects everybody. Um, you t you turn up on the front foot, energised and engaged because you've maybe had various different practices that you adopt. For some people, it's gratitude. For some people, it's getting that walk and that exercise in. Some people, it's listening to great music. It's listening to or reading something that's motivating. And you start on the front foot. And then your job as a leader is to be almost, if you're a CEO, you're the chief energy officer. You look and spot the energy in the organization. You see where people are lacking. And it might be that people have got things going on at home which are impacting them. You can just, you know, just simply asking them, how are, how are they? You'll give you a response and you look at that both in terms of their physical response and their body language, as well as the words they use. So, you know, if someone barely grunts or acknowledges you, um, maybe they might not have seen you, but actually it might be there's something going on. Because what we want to do is we want people to resonate in that organization, because what you don't want them doing is then going and talking to your customers on the phone and infecting them negatively because they're brand ambassadors for your company. Um, 
So how you start the day is how you end the day, but you need to be um, lifting that energy of that business when you're in it. One of the things that I find very, very helpful with companies, I do various programs and I use various methodologies and tools and diagnostics with them, is to understand, ensure your people are in the right roles energetically for them. So many people end up doing jobs that they're not well suited for, which which doesn't sit with their with their flow. So I use a system. It's this one I use is called Talent Dynamics. I've done over a thousand profiles with clients, and what it does it helps you understand where somebody is in the cycle of doing business. Are they going to be great at at strategy or great at marketing? Are they going to be great at identifying new client opportunities and speaking to to, um, finding new business? Are they going to be better at maybe um, negotiating contracts or handling customer service or managing projects or managing behind the scenes your finance or, or the legal matters of your business or compliance if it's a lot of my clients are insurance clients? or working on your processes. Using a a diagnostic like that can help people understand where they're most suited. And it avoids two things, because when people recruit, often two mistakes happen. Firstly, somebody recruits somebody like themselves. So they think, oh, I like them. They're just like me. And they go and give them a job. But actually, you might not be the person suited to doing that job either. So you want to find somebody who's more suited to it and really is like a cat with the cream, you know, um, in that role. The second thing that can happen is people will read a role profile and they'll be able to persuade you that it's them, but it may not be. So many of my clients use this system and they buy, buy tokens off me. Sometimes they get me involved in recruitment for big positions. And, and on many occasions, we have, uh, we have caught clients out, so potential interviewees out, um, who have, have told us one thing and we've discovered through seeing the profile that they fill out and then challenging them and questioning them that actually they weren't as suited to the job as they were letting on. But also we've used this, this system to identify people from within who, who are really suited to the role and will be happier. And when people are doing work that they're happy about, that's so in their flow with, they're happier they, they um, are more fulfilled. They're more engaging. And you get every person doing jobs that they are suited to within a team. The team starts to really, really fly. Uh, you and I have used uh, Talent Dynamics in the past, and it's a really useful tool, I think, to uh, not just uh, analyze individuals, their personality profiles, but also if you're, you know, board, a company board, you know, are, are they of the same type of personality which uh, right. is against all the norms of diversity you want different ways of people are thinking different personalities different characteristics on the board and within your team so that's really important um quickly tell us what, what are the banana skins that we should be looking out for in terms of uh, engaging uh, ourselves and our teams with uh, the energetic approach oh the banana skins i think you're gonna in terms of uh, energy uh, you know what are we losing you know from our teams well i, I think the, some of the banana skins are things like um it's, it's, we, we need to all be very present and one of the things that happens is a lot of people spend a lot of time in conversation or in meetings and they're thinking about the future they're thinking about what they're going to have for tea or what they're going to do, the theater they're going to go to in the evening or, you know, dealing with, with the kids, they're going to, or, or they're thinking about something that happened last night or yesterday or last month, or they're sitting there thinking, you know, do I like that person or do they like me? And I think what we have to do is we have to try and ensure in meetings that we're focused in the now, because if we're not focused in the now, you can imagine all of that energy is being lost we're maybe spending too long in meetings as well because people aren't fully present. So you can get through, become much more efficient as well when you've got an energized team focusing in the now than a team that is mentally all over the place, really. Um, so I think that's something to really watch out for because you're going to get much more value from your people. Um, so the other barn and skin, I would say, is wrong people in wrong jobs. And uh, we have done work where... I've had some examples recently where somebody was managing a huge amount of people. They were all demotivated. This guy was very senior, but he was very introverted and very analytical. Um, And uh, 
we the decision was made. In fact, in one situation, he uh, a guy recently volunteered to give up his whole team. Um, they they thought it was going to be terrible getting his team off him because he wasn't really suited to doing it. Um, and he volunteered, having done seen this work, to let go of his team. He, his team's gone elsewhere to somebody who's more suited to managing people. And he's much happier because he hasn't got the stress of managing a team. And that's happened to me on several of occasions with people. Um, so I don't know. There's probably... Probably lots more. The other thing I would just say is that leaders have got to be prepared to change and look, at, look, hold the mirror up to themselves because if they aren't getting the results that they want, nine times out of ten, it's due to you know, the thoughts and feelings and the management of the leadership team over the last two or three years. So you, I, I see people blaming it's that department, sales aren't doing this, marketing aren't doing that, operations aren't delivering this, the factory's not doing that, the warehouse is not doing that. What you have to do is you look at yourself and say, well, what actually am I not seeing? What am I not doing? How am I influencing this? Because it might be a lot more than you realise. Yeah, quite. Is um, having a clear vision and having great values within your organisation important? It's absolutely essential. It's it's really important to have this guiding vision that really can engage and excite your team. And now it was interesting on, on Monday, you know, Howard Bihar, when Starbucks were, were, you know, a couple of hundred people and, uh, and a few outlets. Um, I know what you're going to say. Quite, I was amazed by this quote. Yeah. 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 Howard did some work. You may be familiar, some of you with Jim Collins. So they, they brought in a very well-known um, author and expert at this. And what they did is they came up with this. They came up with, but the Starbucks kind of purpose really is to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. Now, how much more inspiring to inspire and nurture the human spirit? It wasn't about selling as many cups of coffee. In fact, Howard said it's not about the coffee. It's actually about people. They want to inspire and nurture the human spirit. Now, how engaging is it to be part of a company who wants to inspire others and nurture and, and, and be a responsible citizen than be somebody who's trying to maximise the amount of cash and put it, the amount of cash in the bank, often to the short-term expense of their customers? So that is really important, having a really compelling vision and a set of values that, that really engage. I've got a client recently, and we've we worked really hard with them. They had values previously like excellence, respect, teamwork. Nobody could nobody could um, encounter them. They couldn't remind, couldn't, couldn't remember them. They just sat on bits of paper. They sat on the walls. But now, their values are that we care, and we life is an adventure. It's got because life's got ups and downs, hasn't it? But we're in it together because together we work. And if we do all of that, if we care. We accept that life is an adventure, but to, we do, we're in it together. We're all going to flourish. So there's this new set of values that are permeating everything. But people, when they understand them, can each day feel like they're some, you know, a part of something that's bigger, that's going to contribute ultimately to a better world. So it's really important to get this right, Neil. Yeah. No, I love that. I nearly fell off my chair when I heard Howard say uh you know head of starbucks founder of starbucks said it's not about the coffee i yeah. really I, I just couldn't believe it. it was a brilliant a brilliant line and you know so important and you mentioned my the world's highest bike ride that we're attempting to do yeah. uh, later in the year you know it's it's so important to be so clear on the vision the vision is to get to the top of the mountain and cycle down but you know, there's so many different permutations. There's 10 of us going for that record. And I've made it really clear to the team that it, it doesn't matter if it's me, Jonesy or whoever else. As long as one person on the on the team collectively, we succeed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 So we we're, we're just notice we've got um, just a couple of minutes left, Neil. <laughs> Great. Well, let's finish with asking you, uh, you know, to leave us with a, a couple of nuggets, final thoughts on this topic of uh, how to bring energy to your life and, and to your work and to your people. I think whatever your role is, you know, be a, a chief energy officer. 
you know, be be mindful of your own energy and the impact that it has on others. Because if you can lift people with your energy, and if you can leave everybody with, you know, their candle, uh, a flame inside them, um, you're going to have, be very, very successful in the work that you do. Uh, and you make sure that what you don't do is um, put that candle out in others. What I, I've realized through my show is that I, what I try and do is I try and build a connection with people wherever I can. And, and I'm always amazed now, having done 550 of these, that I might meet somebody I've not interviewed for six years. But when we meet again, we're suddenly like great friends again. And uh, and what I hope I'm doing is just um, there's a little bit of a flame still left for me because I've made them feel good. I've shone the light on them. It's been about them. I've listened to them. Um, I've helped and supported them. And I think if you go through life being mindful of your energetic state and, and the impact on others, and you aim to bring people together and connect and collaborate and keep them, build these flames so uh, everybody's feeling alive, you're going to achieve incredible results like Neil Lawton does on his um, adventures. So which, to find out more about that, you need to read Adventureholic, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> well, that's really, really kind. And, um, you know, a, a really fascinating run through the concept of uh, bringing energy to yourself and to your people in your organisations. And um, I, I, th I think for me that your comment about lighting, don't try and light a fire under people, light a fire within them is uh, so important and crucial and and. Uh, you know, well, well done, you. Well, thank you, Neil. It's been a, it's been brilliant to chat again today, and and thank you, and best wishes to your your incredible business support group as well. It was lovely meeting them yesterday. Uh, on next week's show, um, Sergio Montiel and Manuel Manga. Uh, Sergio is from Mexico. Manuel originally from Colombia, though lives in the United States now. And we're talking about the evolutionary leadership of men the the uh, adaptions that men are going to need to make and need to make to really thrive in today's world and for the world to thrive with them um so i look forward to that conversation next week uh, once again a huge thank you to neil lawton is it neil is it lawton lawton and co lawton.co your website that's right your website remind us of your website so people want to check out your adventures lawton.co Norton.co, I thought it was. And, and if you've got any questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. It's from Chris at chriscooper.co.uk. And uh, take care, everybody, and look forward to uh, hearing how you felt about the conversation with Neil today. And uh, go, go away. Think about your energy. Have a great week. And go and energetically impact people in a very positive way. Go and elevate people and go out and make a difference this week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.